Out in front of shot, off the post, rebound, score! Paul Cotter follows the puck off the iron, puts it into the goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia so on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Waugh! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, hanging out inside T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman, back inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Let's get at it. Game 81 of the season. Home game 41 at T-Mobile Arena. The Golden Knights are wrapping things up at the Fortress uh, on this season in which they can finish 10 games above 500 here at T-Mobile. Does that surprise you? No, but we've talked about this before. It doesn't surprise you that it could be 10 games. 10 games is a lot when you only play 41. No, it, it doesn't surprise me because, again, I feel like the Golden Knights went through a rough stretch on home ice. There were a lot of circumstances surrounding those rough patches. And ever since they've gotten back to play after the break, after the bye week and the All-Star break, this team's been good everywhere, on the road, at home, doesn't matter. And I do believe that it was just something that needed to be corrected uh, over the course of 41 games, and here we are, an opportunity for the Golden Knights to be 10 games up. Best home record in the National Hockey League on a points percentage basis since the middle of January, so it goes back further than the yeah. All-Star break. Uh, really impressive what they've been able to do, and that's a big reason why. Vegas is in a position to hit the 50-win mark for the second time in franchise history if they win out the final two games and sweep this home-and-home series against the second-year Seattle Kraken. They will equal the 51 victories from year number one. And, oh, yeah, there's also this thing about some playoff races that are occurring. Vegas can finish as high as first in the Western Conference, first in the Pacific, or slide down in the Western Conference, third, and be second in the Pacific Division. There's some sway that could occur on behalf of the Vegas Golden Knights that hinges on these two games against the Seattle Kraken. You're absolutely right for the Golden Knights. Uh, I Probably the easiest way to say it is a win tonight in any fashion from Vegas and a loss tonight from the Edmonton Oilers who play the Colorado Avalanche in any fashion results in a Golden Knights Pacific Division title. From there, then you start to look at what the Golden Knights have to do in their final game against the Kraken, win it, versus what the Colorado Avalanche would then have to do, and and they would have to win out as well. So there are opportunities on the table for the Golden Knights to change the sway from first in the conference to third in the conference, first in the division to second in the division. That can be taken care of tonight with a victory for the Vegas Golden Knights in the division and an Oilers loss. So let's talk about the the division right now because they can clinch the Pacific Division tonight. Conference, unattainable tonight. Yes. Later in the week, yes. But the division is there this evening if everything falls their way. Mm -hmm. Win by Vegas Mm -hmm. and a loss in regulation, overtime, shootout, meteor, doesn't matter. (laughs) If Edmonton loses to Colorado tonight and Vegas wins... Pacific Division is the Golden Knights. 
it could also fall in the favor because the magic number is three. Yes. And that's any number of Vegas points gained mm-hmm. to points lost by Edmonton. That adds up to three, gives the uh, the Golden Knights the Pacific Division. So if Vegas loses in regulation or a shootout. In overtime or overtime, shootout. Yep. Yeah. That, and then Edmonton loses in regulation. Mm-hmm. That gives the Golden Knights uh, the Pacific Division. So there's a couple of ways to go about it. You want to go through the front door. This is Fan Appreciation Night. Some team awards, some player awards will be announced. Uh, the shirts off the back ceremony will take place yep. uh, at the end of the night. Wouldn't that be a fun way to go into uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs here at T-Mobile Arena, being the final game uh, of the year uh, in the regular season at the Fortress by clinching the Pacific Division? Oh, it'd be huge. It'd be really amazing, I think, for the Golden Knights. And obviously, this fan base, if you're able to have that moment here inside T-Mobile Arena on this ice. So I think for the Golden Knights, I'm expecting a a really good game, a a strong competitive game. And I I really can't wait to see Vegas and Seattle because I think that it's going to be a really fun, entertaining hockey game. Well, a couple of games, uh, right? You've got 10 games in the National Hockey League. And when you examine the out-of-town scoreboard this game involving Edmonton and Colorado you got split focus there yeah and and that's a really tricky one because Colorado can still get into mm-hmm. uh, a number one position in the in the Western Conference and not only battling for the Central Division title but they can worm their way in so those are your your first two priorities as far as teams you're battling with they're playing each other it goes without saying Please end that one in regulation and <laughs> and then move on from that because uh, it makes life uh, a lot simpler. Uh, but the the Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights, it's a potential first-round uh, preview uh, on, on that front. And uh, then you get into uh, other games to, to just keep an eye on. Uh, it's simple. Winnipeg against Minnesota. Winnipeg can clinch a, a playoff spot if they can get anything out, out of that game. So mm-hmm. there's the – we're – we're in a situation where last night there was five potential opponents for the first round looking at the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, yeah. Calgary was eliminated last night. So they're down to four mm-hmm. inside of a week to the start <laughs> of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. So a lot of uncertainty still remains, but you look at the clinching scenarios that are going on and available to teams tonight, mm-hmm. there's, there's a, a chance for a lot more finality to what's going to take place at the start uh, of next week yeah i mean if you know if the jets are able to punch their ticket tonight then it it kind of dwindles down for the golden knights in terms of how many potential opponents they can have and i think that you've just got to lock yourself into the idea and and understanding that you might not know who the golden knights are going to play until thursday night or friday and that's really kind of what it boils down to. That's where the Golden Knights are at right now. But you can, if you're Vegas, control where you end this season, whether it's at the top of the mountain in the Pacific and the Western Conference, or if you, you know, if, if the Colorado Avalanche are able to kind of make that late push. But all that to say, the Golden Knights are in a good spot. They control their own destiny as to where they finish. Uh, opponent, that remains to be seen. Don't be late getting to the radio or in front of the TV tonight. Hey. Look at that. You got two of the best first period teams going <laughs> against each other this evening. Edmonton scores more than anybody mm-hmm. in every situation. Mm-hmm. But the Golden Knights, the second best first period offense in the NHL. And right behind them, one goal less, the Seattle Kraken. Mm. So 
Seattle can score yeah. in, in, a, in a very a similar blueprint to the Vegas Golden Knights. Depth, and it's spread around. Double-digit goal scorers everywhere, yeah. littered around them. And, and they like to push the pace, get up the ice a little bit. Uh, it's, it's been a few months since they played each other, but you don't have to, to look too far to see how effective uh, the, the Seattle Kraken ha- have been, and especially because of their, their offense, uh, which uh, has surprised a lot of people for a second-year team. Uh, this, this will be a fun test, and I like it that Vegas doesn't know yet who they're going to play. <laughs> yeah. I think it keeps everybody just a little bit engaged. Yeah. And I'll compare it to what Tampa's gone through. Sure. Now, Tampa and Toronto have known since basically Christmas that they were locked into playing each other because they were better than everybody else. Florida, uh, nobody was making a push Mm -hmm. on the bottom. Yeah. And Boston was a wagon. Yeah. So they were just, they were stuck there. Mm -hmm. Whoever was going to be home ice didn't know in December, but uh, Toronto's emerged there. Uh, Tampa's had a lot of trouble, trouble being engaged. Yeah. Because they have known what it takes to win in the playoffs. They know what it takes to go deep and win a championship. They also know what they're judged against and who the team they're playing is going to be judged against in the Toronto Maple Leafs. They played each other last year. And I I think it's weighed on their effectiveness and their ability to be Locked, loaded on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper said uh, uh, that they he thought that they lost their mojo when they clinched the playoff spot, mm. and and he might be right on that. Yeah, because once they once they clinched, there was nothing else. Like, do you really need home ice advantage? Well, they've been the third seed, <laughs> and they've won Stanley Cup championships. Like, yeah. be, not having home ice hasn't affected them at all. Yeah, when they were one of the best teams in age history they didn't win a playoff game so they that shows you that group what what it means so they they really lost they've lost their way and they're going to be challenged to turn it around can they do it i think so but uh they're in a show me now position rather than being that team that's gone to three straight stanley cup finals there's some question marks about there with vegas not knowing and you're playing edmonton a couple of weeks ago, that was a potential matchup. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to send a match. You got to be ready to go in, in that one. You're playing Minnesota, a battle for the conference lead in a home and home series. Got to be dialed in uh, on that front. Dallas, the same situation. Are you a potential third round two division winners in that scenario? Great hockey game, different than the Edmonton one, uh, obviously. <laughs> uh, and and then the the LA game thrown in the mix. Yeah. Now you get to tonight. All of a sudden, Seattle has the potential to be that third seed in the Pacific. And if Seattle climbs up, here's the, the really interesting part. If Seattle does climb up to that third seed, mm-hmm. it comes at the expense of the Vegas Golden Knights because of the home-and-home home series. There's no way of getting around that. The yeah. only way for Seattle to climb mm-hmm. to the third seed is to bring Vegas back. And if that happens, you play each other. And it's the potential of nine straight meetings. Vegas can push Seattle aside and put them into a wild card position, which nobody really wants. And if you do that, it Mm -hmm. comes at the expense of the Seattle Kraken. And all along here, you've seen a pretty consistent run 
of engagement by the Vegas Golden Knights, even with some injuries. Yeah, I, I think that the the more important the games are the, the games where the Golden Knights, you, you mentioned Minnesota, right? What do the Golden Knights do? They go out and sweep that series. You pick up a big win in, in Edmonton. It didn't go your way coming back home ice. You go against the Los Angeles Kings. It's a big-time victory and a convincing victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. There have been... You know, some really big games down the stretch. And, you know, the fact of the matter is there's still something, right, to play for for the Vegas Golden Knights. There's still something on the line in these games, and it's probably going to go down to Game 82. The Golden Knights have an opportunity in Game 82, depending on how this one goes tonight, to win the conference. And that really is kind of what it boils down to in, in juxtaposition uh, with the, the Tampa Bay Lightning or even the Toronto Maple Leafs to a degree. It's been locked up. It's been decided for months now. And, and that, to me, is kind of taking away the edge from those teams and, and being sharp. Not so with the Golden Knights. What you also could do is earn yourself some breathing room. Now, nobody controls what's going to happen between Colorado and Edmonton. Mm-hmm. That's over there. They're going to decide it. But a Vegas win, coupled with a result that goes in your favor from Edmonton, not picking up two points means you clinch yep. and off you go. Then Thursday means nothing. Well, depending on what Colorado Col- does. Col- Col- yeah, but I'm talking Pacific Division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it can give it can give you a little bit of of wiggle room. And I like the conference is it's good. It's important. Yeah. I would like it, sure. But I tell you what, the the division means a whole lot more to me psychologically than, than the conference does and the idea of being able to experiment a little bit mm-hmm. in that game with your lineup whether it be rest or whether it be putting different people in the lineup or maybe a goaltender <laughs> like just just having that freedom just an opportunity just an opportunity being able to look at that mm-hmm. would be big for the athlete for the coaches for management and for, for the prospects. You win, you do your part. Then you, you hope that you, you get some help. But even if even if you don't clinch tonight mm-hmm. and you win, sure makes Thursday a lot more attainable, doesn't it? Yeah. When, when you only have to get get one point out of that to clinch at the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, may, maybe you can get by with uh, with a poor result, but Edmonton's got an easier schedule. Uh, I, I think the, the win tonight, like we've talked about uh, in, in – What's the most important of a five-game road trip? Uh, is, is it the last game or is it the first game? Well, uh, tell you what, when they went on that road trip through Florida and Tampa and Carolina and St. Louis and Philly, mm-hmm. that loss in game number one put some pressure on Vegas. Yeah. Because you're looking at what happened last year and how that sent them sideways, and there was a huge response in that game. You don't want to put yourself in that position again. Mm-hmm. And that's what a win tonight would, would avoid is being in that type of position on Thursday night. Yeah, you're, you're right on the money. I, I think for the Golden Knights, the, the main objective here is to win, win this game. That, that's number one. Hope you get the help in order to lock up the division so that you've got that in your back pocket Thursday night in Seattle. Then whatever comes, whatever comes next, however the season bears out, if you win the conference or you don't win the conference, at least you know round one, round two, you are at home. You've got that advantage through at least the Pacific Division. And if that's the case, I think for the Golden Knights, you've got to come out with a lot of 
you got to come out with a lot tonight against Seattle because, again, this is a cracking team that, as you mentioned, Darren, can score. They do like to push the pace, and they are going to be a team that's trying to also send a message to Vegas. Have you seen the starting goaltenders for tonight? I believe it's Loren Brossois. That's my guess for Vegas. I do not know about Seattle. Well, they're playing on a back-to-back. Yeah. And they played Philip Grubauer last night. Oh, no way. So that points to Martin Jones. Oh, come on now. I've told you guys this before. Come on. I've told you guys this before. That this was after the last time Martin Jones faced the uh, faced the goal of the Knights. That any time in the future his name is written on the lineup sheet yeah. to face the goal of the Knights, he should walk into the coach's office, whoever's coaching that team, in this case it's Dave Haxtell, and he should say, Dave, um... Listen, can I talk to you for a second? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Sit mm-hmm. down, Martin. Yeah. Um, do you remember what happened earlier this year? Uh, me against Vegas? Yeah, yeah. We didn't. We didn't have our game that night. No, no. Actually, it didn't have anything to do with uh, with the we collective. Um, uh, that that was my fifth straight loss against them, mm-hmm. and and my numbers kind of show that it wasn't really close. Mm-hmm. Like that, those weren't games, Dave. That could have gone either way. So. Um, I was just wondering, like, I told you this before when I when I walked off the ice in that, that game, that never play me against that team again. Uh, I just wonder why you're doing this to me. Because even though Philip uh, Gruby there, Gruby, that other guy, uh, even though he played last night, uh, I think he should go again. Uh-huh. I, I, I yeah. think that uh, that should really happen. And Dave says, look, you're starting. We're going to fight through this thing. If we play them in the playoffs, we're going to need you. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's going to make much of a difference because I've lost five straight against them, and I don't like I'm 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 fortunate if I finish the game, and he is. Yeah, no, you're like, right. There's there's certain I I know guys who can't play against certain teams or in certain buildings. Mm-hmm. It's just a reality. Does it get in your head? Mm-hmm. Is it made up? Partly, uh, and partly is you just you don't have the vibes. Uh, maybe there's the bad mojo going on uh, against that that hockey club. Uh, certain players just got your number. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Forsberg, uh, we've seen him walk into this building, and he's got people's number. Uh, that that's that's a, a real thing. For for Martin Jones tonight, all indications point to him playing, and that should make you feel good. If you if you're a Golden Knight fan, I know there's history. I know he survived all seven games. I'm not going to go down that path the the postseason. Yeah. Uh, in in in, but he wasn't great in that series either, and no, he won that series. No, he did. He did end up winning that series because they had no other option. There wasn't Aaron another. Dell. Yeah, there wasn't another goal. They did not have another to. option, yeah. or else yeah. they would have used it. That that to me will be interesting to watch the game inside the game tonight for uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights and Martin. Jones. Oh boy. That's exciting. I love Martin Jones games in T Mobile Arena. Yeah, by the way, Jones career numbers against Vegas point eight eight two. They're not good. <laughs> Three point eight eight goals against yeah. average. Eight eight two save percentage. He's allowed forty goals in thirteen games. <laughs> What's his average again? Three point eight eight goals against average and an eight eight two save percentage. I wish I could find on hockey reference how many times he's been pulled against Vegas. It's been a lot. Because I feel like it's at least three. Well, look at the minutes played in his games against Vegas. That's easy to, to do. A 3.88 goals against average against Vegas. Yeah. So Vegas, almost unbeatable when they score four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And based on the stats, they have, they have four right there. Mm-hmm. 
that it just it's it's interesting what a season can do for a team like Seattle. This is their guy. He 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 came in and was great for them. Does that mean Philip Grubauer's going to watch the whole playoffs? No, but this is the most important game of the year for the Seattle Kraken. They're in a position to chase down a top three spot in the Pacific Division, which would be a huge accomplishment. And they're playing a guy, and coaches do look at this. Yeah. Some don't care. Mm-hmm. Some really care. It's obvious Dave Haxtall throws that stuff out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's, there's part of it that I guess is commendable, but, you know, the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights lit up Martin Jones for five goals earlier this season, and it, he was a massive reason why the Golden Knights went into Seattle and absolutely destroyed the Kraken in game number one. So I, I don't know why Dave Haxtall would go that right. I would have gone Martin Jones yesterday. And then you got Philip Grubauer tonight against Vegas, Philip Grubauer Thursday against Vegas. Um, I, I don't understand it, but, hey, maybe you're just looking to try to give Martin Jones his mojo back against a Golden Knights team that once upon a time he did beat in the playoffs. He's looking for some uh, coagulation. Like the, the the emotions are puddles right now. <laughs> the feeling of success is just muddy. Mm-hmm. If you can make that somehow clot together, mm-hmm. coagulate, then yeah. then you got something on. But so far, there like no, no kind of tourniquet is going to stop that. Based on the history uh, here, that's just a, a bit of a, a, a side part. The the Martin Jones uh, against Lauren Bressois. Yeah, and. I don't know whether Bressois plays both halves, mm. but he's he's played five of the last seven, and with nobody else having played, and, and Jonathan Quick was fantastic on, yeah, on the weekend he was good. against yep. the Dallas Stars. Yep. That do they both play in this home and home? Do does it matter if clinching scenarios still exist? Uh, what those clinching scenarios are? Uh, does Quick get the start, or does Aiden Hill, who played on the weekend for the Henderson Silver Knights, played two periods as practice? Does does he go in? Uh, where are you with Logan Thompson? Uh, there's 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 a lot uh, a lot there from the goaltending side of it, specifically this week, and in particular Thursday's game, which really does spin off of what the result is tonight so in my estimation and this is just my opinion here i think that if the golden knights have not clinched the pacific division loren brossois plays on thursday i think that you have him in there for the opportunity to clinch the the division for that 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 big moment now all that to say i think if the golden knights had it their way they'd want to clinch tonight they'd want to have that game as kind of a freebie so to speak and at that point, I think you're just trying to get one of the other guys a game. I really do. And whether it be Aiden Hill or Logan Thompson, whatever, I think you're just trying to get a game under the belt of a, of a goaltender you might need in the playoffs. So the Golden Knights have question marks about their goaltending. Mm-hmm. Now, Christmas, October, training camp, June. Mm-hmm. Like, go back. Every one of those stages, there was questions about the goaltending of the Vegas Golden Knights. And it, it revolved around different names along those checkpoints. Now you're to Lauren Bressois. How many teams can 
outmatched the Golden Knights in goaltending of the teams that you could potentially face in the first round. Those teams are Nashville. Those teams are Winnipeg, mm-hmm. Seattle, and L.A. I mean, I, it's hard not to give the nod to the Winnipeg Jets with Connor Hellebach. He's just he's, he's been so good, and he's the yeah. type of goaltender that can win you a Played series. Played one of the best games I've ever seen him play in this building. Yeah, and, and ended up losing 2-1 uh, to one in overtime because Jack Eichel made a phenomenal move. Dumped. But all that to say, I think you look at that series, and, and no disrespect to what the Golden Knights have been able to do with their goaltending, the best goalie in the series is on the other side of the rink, and that's Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. The same thing I would say for UC Soros. UC Soros has been fantastic. He is a big reason why that Nashville Predators team is pushing on the cusp of of making the playoffs when I think a lot of people said that they wouldn't even come close based on some of the moves at the trade deadline and all that. So be- be- best little fella I've ever seen. He's he's Honestly, fantastic. Since, since Bernie Perron, yeah. best little fella I've seen. And, and Mike could, Richter was was pretty good too. Couldn't you just see a, a scenario where, where UC Saros goes into a game and, and makes 70 saves in overtime and is the first star? Did he not and, do it last night against Calgary? And, he's fantastic. And wins it, right? So so I would look at those two. Um, I, I look at L.A. It's interesting. I... You know, Jonas Corposalo was good last night. Phoenix Copley, is all he's done is win. Um, but I, I still kind of like the dynamic of what the Golden Knights have because there are options on the table if there's bad games or bad stretches, what have you. LA's no better. No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put them ahead, no. Yeah. It, it, you're absolutely right. And then when it comes to, you know, when it comes to the Seattle Kraken, like I, I think that f- for the most part it's going to be Philip Grubauer's net. I think he's going to be the guy. And there have been times where Philip Grubauer has been fantastic against Vegas, specifically in playoff series. And then there have been times where the Golden Knights have gotten to him and made him look very human. So I don't put the Seattle Kraken's goaltending uh, ahead of the Golden Knights. I so would say, given where where Vegas has come mm-hmm. from June of last year, yeah, and what they learned uh, about when it came to Robin Leonard, and then the acquisition of Aiden Hill, surgery for Lauren Brassois. Logan Thompson mm-hmm. being great. Persuade getting healthy and going to the minors. Thompson getting hurt. Hill being fantastic. Hill getting hurt. Persuade coming up. John the Quick acquired. Yuri Patera winning both games. Lauren Persuade becoming the guy. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a journey. Mm-hmm. To say that you're basically sawing off against two of your four potential teams. And one of them has a Vesna Trophy winner, so that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Hellebuck? Mm-hmm. Good. He's going to win that matchup against a lot of guys. UC Saros? Good. He's going to win that matchup against a lot of guys. That tells me a lot about where Lauren Brassois has brought his game. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think for Lauren Brassois, he he's been one of those guys that has come in and just been everything you could hope that he would be. And there hasn't been a drop-off in his day-to-day game. I think that the consistency he's bringing to the table is really what has set him apart and and why I believe he will be the Game 1 starter for the Vegas Golden Knights. I think he's been incredibly consistent. He's made the saves he's supposed to make. He's made a couple of saves he's not supposed to make. Uh, When you think about the, the game that he lost to, uh, the Dallas Stars here yeah. in Vegas. Like, he, he's he been fantastic. One of the saves of the year. Yeah, one of the saves of the year. And so 
when you think about what he's been able to do and the road that he's taken to get here, I think it's a great story and hopefully one that continues into the playoffs. So you're a you're a math geek. You love your analytics. Sure do. And I, I mean that in in the utmost seniority. What am I trying to say? Sincerity? Sincerity. Yeah, Thank yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, gotcha. I absolutely mean that. So here's something that backs up uh, the Laurent Bressois argument. Okay. Highest left side save percentage. So left side, he's 1,000%. Hasn't let a shot there. Huh. But that's that's iffy. Like, sometimes you're just not facing a lot of shots there. Sure. But here's the one that, that just screams at me. Mm-hmm. The highest save percentage on shots over 30 feet. Okay. Lauren Bressois has the third best save percentage in the National Hockey League. Aiden Hill is sixth. Okay. But Bressois is third. Hmm. 30 feet isn't a large distance, especially when you're cutting down the angle and the other guy's leaning into one. It's still close-ish, but it's not on the doorstep. Yeah. But it's a shot that you should stop. That gets into the area of coach say, I, I need you to handle that shot. Okay. That's what the Golden Knights do. They keep you to everybody outside. They'll give you possession. You'll get chances. But you've got to make some, some of those stops. Those are the saves that Bruce Castany needs the goaltender to make. Mm-hmm. And you've got the third highest save percentage in the National Hockey League from uh, 30 feet or more from Lauren Bressois. That's, that's using looking at analytics mm-hmm. and telling the same story that – Bruce Cassidy sees from the eye test of we're going to give shots. My goaltender has to make saves that are stoppable. Mm-hmm. You can't let squeakers through. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I'm not surprised that the numbers back that up because when you're looking at the eye test, when you're looking at Loren Brossois play, there are, you know, it doesn't really feel dangerous when everything's kept to the outside. When when things are coming in as the Golden Knights are kind of intending, the, the shots that they're giving up, that they're okay to give up, Lorembrosois has been eating them up. And I, I think, you know, again, if you can get the analytics to match up what you're seeing with the eye test, um, it, it's, to me, a no-brainer as to who the Game 1 starter should be. And when you apply a little pressure, a little puck sponge, you put the puck sponge on there, you know what you do? Hmm. Clot the other team coagulation it's mm. my word of the day you've you've gone to that that metaphor well, I've, I've used it i've used it twice now yeah uh because it one it's a hard word to, to spit out but it's it's better than clot like sure. clot's just like yeah. Bleh, clot yeah. yeah yeah coagulation that takes me to a new stratosphere you're gonna, of, you're gonna say it on tv not a chance <laughs> you know my rule those tough words I don't throw out on TV. Yeah, yeah. No, I because I start spitting and sputtering <laughs> on that, and the tires start spinning. It gets nasty. Oh, so I'm, this is the radio only. Yeah. I've got a question for you coming back. Uh, of the scenarios that are in place right now, who in the Golden Knights wants to know? Who in the Golden Knights do you think wants no part of it? Think about that. And you in the car? Think about it. You're driving 215. You're coming down uh, to the strip for the game. Who wants to know, and who do you think, leave me out of this? I'm just going to go play. It's the VGK Insider Show getting set for the start of a home-and-home series between the Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights. We are at Section 104 inside T-Mobile Arena. Stay with us. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. You talk about goaltending and different stories around the National Hockey League. Uh, Toronto is a team that certainly has its share of drama. 
They are going with an amateur, basically e-bug, uh, as a backup for the mm. third straight game. And there's a great article from uh, Damian Cox on the torontostar.com website. When Damian and I don't agree with everything uh, that we do, mm -hmm. uh, we've had our fair share of disagreements on the golf course and uh, on the television set. But this is one where we're aligned, uh, where it's uh, just playing the integrity of the National Hockey League, where you're throwing e-bugs in there. Mm -hmm. It's not really an e-bug when you're dressing the person, when you've sure. got the, the chance to be know what the what the predicament is going into it. But um, but they've got that. Uh, an OHL goaltender is going to back up again uh, tonight for the Toronto Maple Leafs as they take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, Martin Jones hurt his hand the other night against mm. the Chicago Blackhawks. He, he was kept out of last night's game. I don't know whether he's going to play. Th they didn't skate today. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I'm going with the the logic uh, on back-to-back. -back. It could be Joey Decord, who they picked up in the uh, expansion draft last year. Mm -hmm. uh, he's uh, he's an awesome guy. His dad's an amazing dude. Yeah. But uh, but I, uh, Joey's one of those cool guys. Uh, that said, it would be the team's third-string goaltender going sure. in, which you'd think would be – an advantage, but Vegas is nine deep, so uh, who knows? Uh, who knows what's uh, what's going? On. So it may, maybe not. Martin, uh, it was a hand injury; could be back. Uh, I don't know what uh, what the situation. He didn't uh, didn't dress last night in Arizona, but he wasn't thought to be out longer than one game. We'll we'll see what uh, what happens there. Could throw my whole speech out. And well, thankfully, I didn't know that before I gave the speech because <laughs> I was really tickled with that. Well, it's any time we can talk about Martin Jones and any time there can be some fun had at the expense of Martin Jones on this program, we will take it. But that all to say, if I'm the Seattle Kraken, I'm probably hoping that you get to start Joey Decord in this game. If that's how you so choose to go or you go back to back with yeah. Philip Grubauer, who knows? These are important games for the Seattle Kraken, too, maybe. You're tuning up Philip Grubauer and you want him to be the guy and he goes back to back. We'll see. I'd want to play back to back. You would? Yeah. I don't see why not. I want to play all the time. Like, I'll play at 7, and then I'll play again at 9 on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah but you could National do that. National Arena. You could do that. I'm a potential athlete. I know, yeah. So I can, I can fight through that. Well-oiled potential machine. Exactly. I asked you the question. Knowing the clinching scenarios mm -hmm. that exist mm -hmm. for the Vegas Golden Knights, yep. which player do you think inside that Golden Knights dressing room. And this is hypothetical. We're having some fun here. Don't take us at face value and say, no, there's no chance of that. I know him. I've, I've walked my dog in the same park as Riley Smith. Mm -hmm. uh, don't yell at us this. I'm just curious from talking to players and projecting thoughts. I love projecting thoughts. Yeah. Who do you think wants to know the clinching scenarios and is going down that rabbit hole and who in that dressing room is like, I don't care. I don't want to know. Stay away from me with all that witchcraft. Uh, <laughs> okay, so you, I want to start with the players I think don't really care to know or want to know. Um, I, I'm going to say Riley Smith is a player that just doesn't really want to know. Like, if it's out of his control, I don't think that he spends a whole heck of a lot of time worrying about it, wondering about it. So to me... Riley Smith is a player that I don't think wants to know all the different iterations that that could potentially happen when it comes to clinching scenarios. Um, by extension, I'd probably go maybe like Alec Martinez. I, I don't get the sense that Alex Petrangelo um, would, would care all that much or be too concerned about it that much. Um, from there, I, I don't know 
So you think Petrangelo's just like, yeah, I'll play the game. I don't care. I, I think so, yeah, I do. So he's indifferent? Yeah, like just whatever happens, happens. I think that yeah. you know, when you've been around and, and you've kind of gone through the paces, I, I think that you know you got to win, sure, but I, I don't know that you're you're too worried about the ins and outs of all the different ways and all the different iterations that you could you could clinch or opponents you can play all that. All right. I, I let me think. I think Jonathan Marcheseau wants to know. Yeah. I think Jonathan Marcheseau wants to know every single situation that could potentially happen. Um, I, I feel like I would put Paul Cotter in that same situation. Um, part of me feels like Chandler Stevenson would be indifferent. I think Phil Kessel. Eh, I'm just going to play the game. So I put Phil Kessel in the same same boat as <laughs> I don't think Kessel cares at yeah, all. That's what I'm saying. I put Phil Kessel in the same boat as, as Riley Smith and Alex Petrangelo. In fact, I'm if going start, out if they're having breakfast mm-hmm. and people start talking about it, I think Kessel just grabs his plate Gets and goes to the other room. <laughs> <and> walks away. <laughs> uh, yeah, um hmm. What do you think about Nick Waugh? I think Nick Waugh would be interested. I, I'd, I'd put Nick Waugh more in line with John of the Marches, though. See, I don't. Like he'd want I, to know. I, I put him more in the camp of, of guys like Petrangelo. Like, you know what? It is what it is. We're just going to go out and play. Well, uh, I'm, I'm disappointed to hear that because I had a conversation with Nick yesterday. Yeah. We went down the rabbit hole uh, talking about the different scenarios, and I was, I was quizzing him, in a sense, about how much he's aware of the different scenarios that existed. Mm-hmm. And yesterday there was five. And... Then I've at the end of the conversation with, well, can you tell me all five? He's like, all of them? <laughs> like, there was almost panic. Like, like, right, he, right like now? Not, not that he didn't know, but that it was going to take forever to walk <laughs> through those five scenarios of, of what could, could happen. And I would put that into clinching scenario, too. So I think, I think Wah is fully on board with mm-hmm. knowing, wanting to know. He's just that type of uh, uh, information uh, sponge. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as who else would want to know, I think Riley Smith is all in. Hmm. When you watch him play, before a faceoff, he's drawing up the plans. He's on the bench. He's got the iPad. Yeah. I think Riley is a need-to-know guy. I disagree in this particular instance because there are things outside of his control. I think that there's, there's an interest, sure, in how many different teams you could play. But I don't think that he's preoccupied with all the different things that have to happen because I think that takes away from being in the moment having to take care of his job. I think Riley wants to know. William Carlson, no way. Not a chance. He's yeah, running chance. to his car if you even threaten to bring it up. Actually, that's not don't, don't tell me, don't tell me. And then you got Riley uh, on his wing <laughs> going, okay, you know what? They just scored, so we have to score three. I think Riley I, Riley knows every single scenario. On the back end, I think Zach Whitecloud would be a guy who would absorb everything mm-hmm. uh, when it comes down to uh, those kind of scenarios. I think Alec Martinez would like to know everything just because he's naturally curious uh, on that uh, on that front. And there's a player like uh, Nick Hag who would just just go play. Just, just, yeah. just because if there's too much information there, mm-hmm. it it gets swirling around. And here's why with Nick Hag. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys were with me when mm-hmm. Nick joined us before the game against Dallas. The yes. Other day. Yep. And I was having some fun with Nick 
about superstition. And if he had a good game, the team had a good game the next day, mm-hmm. he would have to come on the show mm-hmm. the day before every game. Yep. Because there's the Nick and Ashley have this uh, running thing where he brought up uh, a performance how the, the defensemen weren't taking any penalties. Mm-hmm. It was the morning of the game against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And what happened? Well, Zach took a penalty. Hager took a penalty. Uh, the, the defense took more penalties in that game than they have all, all year. Sure. And, and Hager was curious, or sorry, serious when I say he was in the penalty box mm-hmm. and he was thinking about how Ashley brought that up in the morning. <laughs> and it jinxed him. So, so Nick doesn't do the morning skate interviews with mm-hmm. Ashley because of that. And, and we have all kinds of fun with it. Like, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a running gag. Please don't take me serious on this, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But we have all kinds of fun with that. So, so I, I'm walking by Hag yesterday in the dressing room, and he, said, he looks at me, and he goes, looks like we're done. Like, yeah. And I knew, I knew it was coming. Because I was thinking about it on Sunday, too. Like, darn it, because we could have had a a running thing going. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, my dad heard it, too. Yeah, we're done. We we, No more. He goes, I'll add you to the list Mm -hmm. of of people that uh, that bring me me bad luck. Uh, So I think knowing how much he takes that in, he doesn't want anything to do with with the – potential scenarios yeah i agree with that i i'm i'm right there with you on on nick Hague. i think ben hutton would be all over all the different scenarios i i do jack eichel i think probably has them memorized yep. i think jack eichel would be able to recite to you exactly what jack needs could to do happen. the presentation instead of the coaches 100 percent, 100 percent. um i still i still feel like i disagree with you on riley smith but you know i think you're absolutely right in that he'll be aware i don't know that he I don't know. Like, there's a difference between knowing them and wanting to know them. He wants to know everything. I think he just Jack, wants, Jack he wants, just wants to, know, to do his job. Jack wants to know because Jack wants to know whether he's on the team or whether he's playing for Tuscaloosa. What? Like, he, he's, he's just a <laughs> hockey fan, yeah. and he wants to know all of it. He's, he's the, one of the biggest rink rack rats I've ever yeah. met. He just loves to be at the rink, and he loves to follow uh, it all. So that's why I don't... I think it has as much to do with being on the team as yeah. just he follows it so closely. What about the goalies? Uh, that's I, I Logan wants want, to know. Yeah, yep. Logan uh, I think would want to know. I don't think Loren uh, wants to know. Yeah, I'm 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 leaning towards that too. Aiden, but 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 Loren. He absorbs a lot. Yeah, I, like, I, there's a lot of osmosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he would. He would know it. Yeah, by he, osmosis. He, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't seek it out. No, no. There's no. He's not going and and he's not reading the paper and studying it. But he'll he'll find a way to know. And and I think Aiden would like to know uh, on that front. Quick, nah, doesn't care. Yeah. Quick, quick, and Kessel are over having breakfast together. <laughs> yeah, they are. That's that's who Great. I see as, yeah. as 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 not caring. Like don't. Don't don't bring it up. You know who we haven't talked about? Chandler Stevenson. I think he would like to know. I feel like Chandler would be an osmosis guy too. Cotter would be one who I think would kind of want to know, but then wouldn't want to know. You know? No, explain like he, that. You 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 want to know? Like, wonder what we never. But but then would be like, I don't. Oh, I don't want to be thinking about it all day. Yeah. Or all night. So you do, but you don't. You're you're right caught in between on that because if once it gets in your head you can't stop thinking about it 
I think that where, where I think, it would rattle, I think, rattle around. I, I think that I would be like them. I would be like that too. Yeah, totally. It would it would it would it would bog me a little bit. Yeah, knowing yeah. knowing all that and have to go out. And I'm a potential athlete. A potential well-oiled machine. Potential athlete. Uh, let's take a break. When we continue, we'll tee up hour number two at the VGK Insider Show. Uh, when we do get the uh, starting assignments, uh, if it happens before we sign up the air and hand it over to the pregame show, we'll bring it to you from the goaltending side of the Seattle Kraken. And news and notes, uh, one-timers from around the National Hockey League, all on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Millard, Wallace, hey Chapman, uh, did you have an opinion on who do you think is knee-deep into all the minutiae of the clinching scenarios? I feel like Braden McNabb would be a guy who's knee-deep in it because he he's a very intelligent guy, and I feel like he when you talk to him, he he kind of gives you hints that he pays attention to a lot of stuff that's going on very quietly, but he told me he listens to a lot of podcasts, a lot of talk radio, so I would imagine he probably is well aware of, of what the so scenarios are. So you turned this into an intelligence issue? No, no, no. I'm just saying so is that... Is that what you're... Like, if, so if you're I not love how into you, it... how you if twist... If you're not into it, now you're insulting... No, Chris, I, I, Chris, 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 you can't give him an inch, buddy. I love how he twists every little well, aspect. Well, you said it. Yes, because I'm, I'm saying he's a very smart guy. So now... You have to be intelligent. No, that's no, 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 no. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> look up how pineapples grow. How about that? You look up how pineapples I, I, grow. I know how they grow. You you told us a story during the break about how pineapples grow. They, they grow, grow in a bush. They, grow they don't on grow the in a, they don't grow okay. in a tree. No, they no, grow. No. <laughs> no, no. Can you let me tell the story that you told? And I'm going to tell it better than you. You didn't know any specifics. <laughs> Zero. I drove. Wallace, did he know any specifics? No. There was the the an, specifics think, were, I know they don't grow in trees. There was an, I think, attached to every ounce yes. of backing from your story. Other than I the think, other, I think, no. I know they didn't grow in trees. Up. I know they don't grow in trees. You, you said they grew in the ground. No, they grow in a bush. Sure they grew in the ground. They grow in a bush. bush. They were on the ground. They were yeah. overground. They were on the road. I don't know. I like him on my pizza. Hour two is coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas.